Hey listeners, Phil here. Just a quick note before we get started. We recorded this episode several weeks ago before the current situation with the Omicron variant became a thing and where Christmas holiday plans were on the table. For many people listening to this, that may no longer be the case, but we're going to run the episode anyway, just in case you find yourself a little more social than you did last year. I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to. On The Introvert's Guide to, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. And if you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide to. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that you think might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. So Jess, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh my gosh, Phil. I was okay. So I usually wait for you to uh, start the episode off and I'm thinking in my head, I kid you not, if he does not say it's the most wonderful time of the year, this is not Phil Rickaby. I am this glad, is not I am Phil. glad to keep you happy and that, that I, I lived up to your expectations. It is a great time. I, this is your favorite holiday, isn't it? It is, in fact, my favorite holiday. I'm a huge Christmas nerd. <laughs> that is to say, I enjoy, you know, Christmas markets and I like the lights and I like... Mm. You know, the you know, there's all these little little fun things to do at this time of year. Um, and I enjoy those. And, you know, I like buying presents for family and friends, that sort of thing. There are, of course, things that are difficult at this time of year. Uh, our American listeners just had one of their big family get togethers, which is Thanksgiving. And I, I suspect that American Thanksgiving is a little bit bigger than like more, more important, quote unquote, than Canadian Thanksgiving. It's a, it's a huge deal. Christmas is like that for us, I think, for the most part. I think so. Yeah. Like yeah. It, for American Thanksgiving, like it falls on Black Friday weekend too, yes. doesn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, Black so the... Friday weekend exists pretty much because of Thanksgiving and yeah, it honestly. sort of has become like this extra long weekend. And then, of course, you know, so you've already you our American friends have already like had a big weekend with their families mm -hmm. um, and they're probably going to do it again at Christmas. But there's often 
uh, more social obligations around Christmas because there's office Christmas parties and then friends want to have have people over and then your family wants to do a thing and then it's New Year's for God's sake. And then like there's all of the things around all of these holidays and they all involve doing social things. And quite frankly, I in some ways might end up missing this the slightly solitary very quiet covid christmas that we had last year oh shall we reminisce what was your christmas like in 2020 so in 2020 i was i spent you know the time with my girlfriend melanie and oh we didn't like we didn't really have any other uh obligations we didn't go to see uh, uh, uh other family members we didn't really go to see other 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 uh, 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 friends or things like that so it was very quiet and we had like this whole like it was just us it was very quiet it was very lovely quiet holiday um oh. i think we got together like i got to my family did a thing on zoom but that's like really easy to to end you're like well i think i'm done guys bye and you can like log out or whatever <laughs> and there's it's certainly a lot it was a lot less uh stressful than in person and a lot shorter than the in-person gathering usually is oh yeah like i spent christmas day with steve it was just him and I, but we spent Christmas Eve with my family and uh, it was just a nice quiet affair. We got like a charcuterie board and, you know, there was just mm. six of us. Yeah. Um, and the next day it's Christmas morning and Steve and I make like a nice breakfast and mm -hmm. I got the text of all texts. Hey, so we were all thinking maybe this year we would just have a quiet Christmas day. Everyone can just do their thing. Um, no obligations. Everyone just stay home. Now, now, when was that sent? Was that sent at Christmas Eve or was that sent like days before? Christmas morning. Christmas it morning. was a Christmas seems, morning miracle. It is a Christmas morning miracle, but that also kind of see that's like a really late time to send that message. Like you should be sending. I was that. fine with me. I'm sure it's fine with you, but like I'm sure other family <laughs> members were like, you know, we've already made plans to come out there. Now we're throwing everything into a disarray. But you know, the introverts like, I don't have to leave the house. I have to go anywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we're in different little sections. Like my, my family is very close. So my mom and dad are two minutes away from my sister and I am two minutes away from, well, my sister. So my sister's like the midpoint. Right. Mm. And we see each other all the time. Mm. And Steve and I on Christmas Eve left relatively early in relation to them um, Steve and I left around like 1130, whereas my mom and dad didn't go home from my sister's house until like after midnight, it was a pretty late night for them. And we already knew that Christmas day was going to be quiet anyway. So it wasn't a shocker. Um, but I mean, getting to just play video games with Steve <laughs> all day and we made like the best fried chicken as well. Oh. <laughs> so that was that was our Christmas day. That was wonderful. So leading up to this year though, which by the time this episode is released, it's going to be December the 23rd. 
we're going to be gearing up for something a little bit more different. The obligations mm-hmm. are starting to slowly come back. Mm-hmm. Work parties are a thing now. And, and you know, you do want to visit some friends. I'm not sure how I'm going to navigate this season. I mean, because we should still be trying to keep as reserved as possible with our plans. Yeah, we should not. I mean, we shouldn't be going like back to the way it used to be. Like, let's get all of the people in the office back together and let's, you know, drink for hours. We're going to hang out in this spot. Like, it's it's like we should still be being careful. Um, But, you know, smaller get together, those get togethers in theory, those are fine. Things like that. But I think that some people are feeling that pressure to go as like, as far as family goes, especially to go back to the way things were. And that's, that's a super difficult thing to navigate because quite frankly, uh, for many of us, the, the, the COVID situation was a wonderful excuse to not have to go to these uh, crowded gatherings. And, um, you know, how do we, how do we in the next little while navigate the family obligations. I think for some people, like for me, work is still not really doing an in-person thing. We might, there's not not actually been any talk of any in sort of in-person gathering. So because we're a remote first company, that's not likely to be a thing for us. But other people, maybe the office is talking about doing that sort of thing. And those are the kinds of things that, you know, refer to our party episodes and and sort of deal with that. But family, I think, is the more difficult thing because you might be faced with family members who are uh who want a little more time because they just didn't get it last year or whatever whatever that might be right more like more pressure to be uh to have face-to-face time and in-person time and that could be exhausting are you having that issue right now or is your family planning no my family decided that because we usually get together because we're so spread out and things and we're uh, you know, there's like, you know, some people have, have, you know, there's different, like my brother has kids and all this sort of thing and they do their own thing. So we usually get together on boxing day, but mm-hmm. we made the decision a few weeks ago that we're still, we're being cautious and we're not going to gather on boxing day. So we're just going to, we don't know. We were like, do we want to, as though, you know, we're the, at least those of us who were vaxxed, we have one, uh, anti vaxxer in the family who might have been an if for wanting to come but we're not going to go into that um that's a rant for off the air <laughs> but the the question became sort of like uh do we want to mix households like this because we should still be being careful and so we made the decision that we mm-hmm. would that we would just not 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 do the gathering that we normally do well that's responsible i like that we like to think that we're very responsible. <laughs> I have the luxury of, again, small, small community. Yeah. And it's easier to have that communication. I mean, how did it been years ago when, mm. you know, where it was both sides of the family needing to have this giant Christmas dinner and, you know, everyone get together. It, it just, I think the conversation would have then been more complicated or even trying to spread out your time with, uh, with those different pockets of family. Yeah. I'm very fortunate in that and that everybody, again, vaccinated, staying safe, staying distance where they can. I I think right now, 
I think I have a few Christmas parties with friends that I'm trying to think strategically, not only just safety wise, but Mm -hmm. also mental health wise. I work in a not-for-profit theater space. Christmas time tends to be a very um, busy time for the development Mm -hmm. department. So I've taken on more hours and trying to keep up with the Christmas shopping and now the family get togethers and my own sanity. I think I'm going to have a very hard time saying what I need. And usually you and I are at the very forefront of that conversation of you, you know, we need to work on ways to say what we need, but how is that going to sound this year after a year of not having any of that? And the obligation pressure just feels like it's too much. There's certainly a lot of that. The obligation is is huge because uh, Christmas can be a time of of a lot of pressure. And the holidays can be a time of, you know, Christmas. Uh, uh, I know Hanukkah has started now, so we'll be a little late for our Jewish friends. But I'm sure, you know, they also have... Uh, secular requirements and, and obligations this time of year. But um, there's this, we do have all of that pressure. I know people who, you know, last year was a respite from, you know, they, you know, people who come from divorced families have to navigate um, the, like the many different families. Well, you were at, at their house on Christmas day last year. And then you have a, you know, if you have like two people who are a couple and they come from families that are divorced, now you're like have four people who are vying for Christmas daytime. Right. And that can be very stressful as well. So now you're trying to, to, to balance that and, and, and how many Christmases are you having to go through? How many dinners, how much social time, which, you know, if you're an extrovert, I'm sure that's 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 a little easier to, to navigate. But as a as a as a, as an introvert, what do you do? Here's here's one of my suggestions. If anybody at any time is like, oh, we're getting low on eggnog or something like that, take that as your cue to say, oh, I'll run out to the store, and then mm. you can just sort of like. There's people like, oh, do you need a cup? No, no, no. You guys stay and have fun. And you go out and you meander your way over to the store. Um, If it's walkable, take the walk. Don't take the car. Just walk it. And, you know, go to the store and come back with the eggnog or whatever it is that they need. And you've had some quiet time. Or volunteer to walk the dog or something like that. Like whatever whatever you can do to, to, to get yourself outside or out and away from everybody else, um, do it and take advantage of it. Oh, see, not only are you getting recharge time in those small little increments, you're the hero. <laughs> and Absolutely like right. Being the hero. Absolutely right. Everybody loves being the hero and everybody can be like, oh, you know, it was so nice of you to go and get the eggnog. And you're like, yeah, it was really nice of me to get the eggnog. Yeah. It's like the person that shows up at the party with more ice. <laughs> yes. Yes. We except like that those you, people. Except that you got to use it as an excuse to just go out and, and, and get some, the recharge time that you needed. Absolutely. And some fresh air does the soul wonders. My, my suggestion is, and I don't know how well this is going to apply to a lot of people, but I'm doing my best here, folks. I have come off of a big year of renovations of becoming a 
um, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot already that's on my plate, especially with a looming baby shower now coming o- over me, knowing that there's another social situation I have to get myself prepared for. Mm-hmm. I have decided that after December 31st, the whole month of January has been dubbed Craft Month. Oh. I have taken a whole month and it's going to be themed of all the things I like doing and it's all surrounding crafting. I've got two pieces of furniture I plan to paint. I've got some um, a painting project I want to start. And I thought to myself, what a great time if the whole month of December has just been a just a giant party with work and family and friends and, you know, you know, going to my husband's work function, whatever that may be this year. I think it's only fair that I can take a full month balancing work and balancing my time to myself to do what I want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I hope that, I really hope that, 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 you know, our listeners are not stuck in a situation where they feel like they have to go from last year's, you know, as stressful as 2020 was that Christmas season of not having those obligations. It was very, uh, for me, it was very calm. And I know lots of other people have expressed um, the, the, the near joy at not having all of those obligations. And I hope they're not thrust back too far into, Oh, everything's back to normal now. Cause that's, that's a lot to take in after we've, we've been, um, a lot of us have been like essentially hermits or we, our social circles have been so small over the last two years. And so to, to, to take that and to suddenly feel like, Oh, now everything has to be back to normal. That's, that's a lot psychologically to put yourself in, to be like, Oh, now we're back to everything else. I don't know how people are going to get through that without feeling anxiety. It gives me anxiety thinking about like, all of those obligations. Like if I think about going to the office Christmas party and we're all packed into a room as we're going to eat dinner and be sitting shoulder to shoulder. I, that's like, that is already stressing me out the idea of that. And it's not even on the horizon. I got a shiver <laughs> and I have a cardigan on. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That's, I mean, it's, it's serious business, right? Like, yeah. like we've, there's a psychological adjustment that especially we as introverts are going to need. And it's going to become very important to curate the social events that you attend. Mm -hmm. Be careful of saying no to all of them because you're just, because if you say yes to all of them, first off, you're probably expanding your social circle a little further than you should, but also you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself uh, as, as, as an introvert to, to open up your social circle further than you might be ready for. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I mean, that's the thing. It's so easy to go polar opposite of the other. It's easy to say no to everything. I'm just going to keep it quiet and, Mm -hmm. you know, just, and, but it's, and then on the other hand, it's easy to cave into the pressure of saying yes to everything. Absolutely. Especially given that that for a lot in a lot of cases, we haven't seen those people in social situations over mm-hmm. the last 19 months or however long it's been, two years, 19 months, whatever it is, it's it, we haven't seen a lot of the people who may now be reaching out and saying, hey, let's get together. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, you did bring up the point of, you know, go back to our party episodes. We going to, if you're going to say yes to going to a function, remember that you don't have to stay from beginning to end just mm. because you missed out on everything the year mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. You can go for maybe one or two hours. You don't have to be there all night. I know for my, you know, my, I now call him my newly introverted husband. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing now. (laughs) He is trying to um, see what the work Christmas party is looking like ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So he knows how we're going to plan out that day of, okay, we're going to get there at the beginning of this thing. We're going to make our rounds, have dinner, and then we can go. Mm -hmm. Um, especially because he works in a rather big environment. And so do I, we, we Mm -hmm. both have rather large companies that we work for. Um, so that's a lot of people to go and have FaceTime with. Mm -hmm. Why on earth should we stay all night when we've done our due diligence? So you don't have to stay the whole night, go for maybe a couple of hours, be present. And if you can't go to a small get together, I mean, that's going to be up to you as to what's more important to go to. Really, at the end of the day, this comes down to who you need to be most present for. And mm-hmm. not to sound cliche, but isn't that the point of the holidays is quality time, mm-hmm. being present yeah. is the present, right? Exactly. You know, one of the things, just to to bring up a couple of, like one of the things that came out of our our party episodes is... Regardless of the Irish goodbye, and if you don't know what that is, um, you, that's when you just leave. You don't say goodbye. You don't make a big deal. You're just like, well, I'm done. You leave. Anyway, um, I'm a big fan of that one. But the way that you get away with it, first off, whenever I'm going to an, a, an any kind of get together, even if it's work or whatever, it doesn't matter how close I am to friends, I always have that something in me that's telling me not to go. It's anxiety, whatever it is that, that you know, some reason not to go. So how to get yourself in the door? Promise yourself that you'll only stay for 15 or 20 minutes. That gets you in the door without the pressure of being like, I got to be there for hours, 15, 20 minutes, right? Walk in, find the host, say hello, tell them you can't stay long. That gives you the, the out if you need it. And then stay until you feel like you need to leave. And then just go. I have to ask, whenever we um, mentally prep ourselves to do this, because I know you and I both do it, and we plan on going to find the host and and Mm. give the spiel of I can't stay long, do you do what I do, which is run through all of the different ways in which they're going to pressure you to stay? Oh, no, 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 I don't. Because I I mean, the thing is that I'm not going to give them a bunch of excuses as to why mm-hmm. I can't stay. I'm going to be like, Hey, thanks. I'm so glad, you know, I'm so glad. Thank you for inviting me. This is amazing. Um, I can't stay very long. Uh, it's been a long day or whatever. Like I just can't stay long, but I'm, I wanted to make sure that I, I came. See, and I get ready for like the, Oh, what are you serious? No, come on. You got to stay. And it's, and then I have to rehearse that. No, no, no really. No. Thank you. I would, but it really it's, I got to go. It's been a long day. And then if they keep going, my fight or flight comes out. And then that's when the excuses come out. I I just wonder, Jess, when you're preparing for this, how often when you've gone to a party and you've, you've said, Oh, I'm, I just, thank you for inviting me. I can't stay long, but I wanted to make sure I came. How often have they, have they already started? Oh, you can't leave yet. How often does that happen? Often. Really? What is wrong with the people that you know? 
Okay, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have to remember the people that I hung out with are used to party Jess, which is the one who, Mm. dear listeners, you're going to hear something. (laughs) The one who maybe drank a little bit too much and was Mm -hmm. suddenly in the center of attention, you know? Yeah. So, so you're you were the you were the lubricated introvert that became an extrovert with the just after just add alcohol. And I just kept digging and digging yep. and digging them holes yep. with with beer bottles. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that's I mean that's that's common. I know lots of people who are introverts who lubricate their party going with alcohol. Um, and if you do that, if that's how you get through it, feel free to do it, whatever it takes. But for those of us who don't do it, um, mm-hmm. it's hard enough for us to get in the door, and then you get in. And you just say, thanks for inviting me. I wanted to make sure I, I can't stay long, but I wanted to make sure I came. Leave it at that. And then mm-hmm. if they if they start saying, oh, don't go. It's like, I'm not going yet. I'm just, I have, to, I can't stay long. Yeah. And you haven't specified how long you're staying for. So if you're still there an hour, two hours later, in their mind, oh, I guess that's not a long time. That's like, oh, you, you meant, you meant, you weren't, didn't mean you were leaving. That meant. You know, you you were just going to, you know, you, this is still early if you leave now. Right. Yeah. Um, you don't need to give them much more than that. If if you did leave like 20 minutes late after you, you arrived, the important thing about doing that is that means and this is important to remember that in many cases, the hosts have seen you. They didn't see you leave, but they knew that you were there. So they won't be able to pinpoint how early you left. And so. Um, whether you were there for a couple of hours or you were only there for 15 minutes, they saw you, they knew you were there. And that's the important thing. They're not going to come up to you later and be like, why did you leave so early? Because you warned them. That's right. I've got two things to add to that. Number one, for those of us who do drink, don't accept the first shot, okay? <laughs> Just going to put that out there right now. And second of all, it's the holidays. Drink responsibly. You know, that that's sort of like that's sort of an important thing is remember, there's a lot mm-hmm. of holiday parties that involve that Im- they involve alcohol and it might not be beer. It might be something a little people like, uh, you know, we're going to splurge a little and have something a little stronger than we normally will. That sometimes happens. Um, and like Jess says, avoid the shot mm-hmm. when somebody offers it to you unless that's part of your social lubricant. And it doesn't get things too wild. But you know what? We're not going to we're no judgment here. If you want to get to that point, that's. That's that is how you want to have your Christmas party. But for some of us, that might be a Mm -hmm. little too much, (laughs) you know, drink, take the drinks that, 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 that feel right to you. That's right. Know your limit. Play within it. Ooh, that's, that's, that's yeah, exactly that. Absolutely. I've, I've learned my lesson and coming over, crossing over into my thirties, a hangover now lasts two days. I'm not doing it anymore. And especially as a new mom, now I have to really prep. Yeah. You're <laughs> you you literally cannot do that this year. So there's Ooh. there's there's no there's no alcohol lubricant for you this year at all. Can, can I just say something? I remember, mm. you know, my husband and I finding out that I'm pregnant. I don't want to bring it back to this like because this was way back in the summer. Mm. That guy said that he would go dry with me. <laughs> I have been the DD this entire time. Oh, no. I I have been the DD. And I feel that when this is over, I am owed something. Steve. Steve. I know if you listen to this episode, you're in trouble, man. Unacceptable. You know what? You know what, though? You know what, though? You 
for the next year, two years. Have baby excuse. Mm -hmm. I can't drive. Baby. (laughs) And just say baby, just like that. Just just do that. Just be like, just be like, I can't drive. Gesture to the baby with both hands. Just be like, Mm -hmm. like it's a platter or something. I can't drive. Baby. I can't, I can't go out tonight. Baby. There you go. You have to be careful how you say it because it's you can't you don't want it to sound like I can't go out tonight, comma baby. Oh, (laughs) fair enough. Can't go out. Fair. (laughs) There's a baby. That that's right. And though this is audio, we are gesturing. We are gesturing ridiculously (laughs) with both hands. Um, Jess, what do you think you're like? What if you envision what your Christmas day is going to look like this year? Um, how are you feeling about it? And how how do you think it's going to look this year? I have taken a lot of thought for Christmas Day this year. So because we've been doing renovations, um, and I know this is going to sound really sad, but last year, although we had a great time, we actually had no Christmas decorations, no tree, no lights, no nothing. It, and we were just surrounded by moving boxes and it was really tough. So I knew that this year on Christmas day, having the house clean, the tree is, is up. We've got decorations was super important. And I knew that having Christmas morning, just be quiet, a nice breakfast, have a gift exchange with my husband. It's our last year of just him and I together. I knew that that's, that's the way that I envisioned Christmas and having family time later on, in the evening where we go and have dinner and um, we've already pre-planned with the family that we're just going to have a family movie night, you know, just a double feature and have like a simple dinner. I think that sounds like the best Christmas that if I were to have a friend get together, that Christmas is quiet enough that that's a little bit of recharge time enough, you know? Absolutely. You know, um, I, many years ago, one of the things that I used to do at, at Christmas was on Christmas Eve, I would essentially invite friends over. I'd say, we're going to watch some Christmas specials tonight. Feel free to come over. It was never wild. There was never a huge number of people, but occasionally people came over. We would have uh, some food, some snacks, whatever. People would come over with the Christmas specials we'd be playing on the TV or whatever, and we'd just sort of hang out. I kind of enjoyed being the host for that and like enjoyed having a few people over. It was, like I said, never wild, never a huge party. Oh, you're um, so cute. That said, now, once things are back to normal in the future, I would like to uh, have some friends. We'll have a friend get together and we will. Uh, I would like to ha- uh, practice the, uh, the, the Icelandic tradition of the Christmas Eve book exchange where um, we specifically give book gifts to each other and we will like do a name thing, name drawing or something and give a, do a book exchange. And then we have a book that we can, you know, later on read or whatever. And because that's a, that's part of the, the Icelandic tradition. I would love to do that sort of thing. That's not going to happen this year, but that's something I would like to do in the future. Phil. You're so freaking cute, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the season of cuteness. Now, speaking of cuteness, um, I am going to ask that when you do put up your tree, mm-hmm. that you share it with us. I want to see it on social media because Aww. I want to see what you've done with your part with your house now. Absolutely. 
Speaking of which, I do have to take you on a house tour when it's all done. Please. Oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The you only saw the kitchen when it was done. No, <laughs> introvert's guide cribs. We'll just, you can show the apartment. <laughs> yes. We haven't even seen each other's places. I know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, know. we have, but you know. But not like I only see a like a little, a little, a little square of your place. Yeah. The Christmas day, you know, just to like imagine what Christmas day for me is going to be like. Um, it's going to be quiet. It'll be me and Melanie and we will do our gift exchange and we will, you know, have a sort of a lazy, quiet day. We'll we'll have like some fireplace on YouTube on the TV, just sort of Mm -hmm. like going no music. It can only be a crackle. It can only be like fireplace crackle. Forget that stuff that has the music added. Forget that. And, you know, that will be basically our day. We'll have dinner together and it'll be very quiet. Maybe we'll go for a walk. We went for a lovely walk last year in the snow. Um, you know, that'll be, that's sort of like the extent of the plan. Uh, and that's, that's quite nice. And it's low key and um, kind of a re- sort of a repeat of what we did last year, actually. Well, the thing is, is, you know, if I can say one piece of advice for our listeners, just listening to you talk about your Christmas and listening to mine is, you know, I was thinking about yours specifically, though. You live in Toronto and Toronto in, at Christmas time is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it may be a big city with lots of snow, but it, like just the way the lights are, the distillery, uh, distillery district is stunning. Um Although this year may be busy, let's not forget how wonderful the season can be. Mm -hmm. It can be a really tough time for a lot of people. Uh, I don't want to ignore that. Um, And my heart, and I'm sure Phil goes out to you, anyone that that has Mm -hmm. that, that roughness with the holiday. But for those that are panicking as to how they're going to balance out their time and who do they say yes to, who do they say no to, and trying to stay safe is this is also supposed to be a, a loving time. And it's supposed to be a beautiful time of year. And don't try to get too caught up in that. Because that's a whirlwind of anxiety that you don't have to put yourself through. You know, I'm thinking about that because there's, you know, we do, we, there are lots of people who find the holidays a very difficult time. And, you know, I've had some years that were not, not wonderful. I had some very, di- some, a few di- years that were difficult. If you are with family and they don't accept you, or you have a difficult time with your family and maybe there's, there's stress in the family, go to the store as often as you need to. (laughs) Like maybe if somebody sends you to the store to get some eggnog, like get the small container. So you have to go back or something like that. Like just like, while you know, do whatever you need to. But if you are by yourself, find a thing that makes you happy. You don't have to stay home alone. You could have, you could follow the Jewish Christmas tradition and go out for Chinese food and then go to a movie. That's, you know, that can be great. Maybe, you know, other people who are, who are alone, go for Chinese food with them, go see a movie. There's movies opening this, that, you know, always movies opening on Christmas. So go see those, try to find some way to connect with other people and um, know that, that both Jess and I are thinking about you 
if you are mm-hmm. having a difficult time at this time of year. Absolutely. You can say no to toxicity and yes to those wonderful small little moments with friends. Those are yeah. the ones that matter and those are the ones mm-hmm. you should be saying yes to. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And of course, you know, we often feel um, that family obligations are obligations, that we're stuck, right? That I have to go home. I have to spend this much time. Just like when you arrive at a party and you say, oh, I can't stay long. You can say the same thing when you arrive for the family. If you can avoid it, don't stay in the house. If, you, if that's a toxic place for you, you can arrive and say, I'm, I wanted to make sure that I'm here but I can't stay long, whatever it takes to, to sort of like prepare people for you leaving early and then leave when you need to. And mm-hmm. of course, I know everybody's situation is different and that's, that's a blanket piece of advice that isn't going to work for everybody. But wherever possible, give yourself a way out. Absolutely. Say what you need, of course. Mm-hmm. And as Phil just pointed out there, no, you're not going to be given that space every single time. But it's the fact that you took the step to do that and you know it matters to you. You're putting up a boundary for yourself. How people react to Mm. those boundaries speaks more, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember one year, like I was going to be alone on Christmas Day and there was no way around it. And I was. I took a lovely walk on Christmas Day. Just a lovely walk. The streets were so quiet in in the morning. There was nobody out. There had been a a little sprinkling of snow and everything was just so peaceful. Even though I was downtown, I was walking along Queen Street and there was no traffic. I was walking down some of the main busiest streets and there was no traffic. Everything was quiet and it was quite lovely. And I walked by City Hall and there were some people just skating because you could skate. It was like just like a wonderful little day. And even though I was a little depressed that I was alone on Christmas day, just that walk look uh, like finding this moment of peace out in the outside place was just a a great way to, to, to center myself and make myself feel a little better. Oh my gosh. I spent Christmas by myself too, two years in a row. Oh my God. What did you do? (laughs) Oh, I I lived in London at the time. Mm -hmm. It was, um, so Steve worked at a uh, retirement home. Mm. And he had to be there bright and early, like very early in the morning. And he wasn't finished until late at night. So I dropped him off at work. And two years in a row, I watched White Christmas. And I sat like, and not so much sad, but like, you know, I just had like a little space that I could go outside Mm. in the backyard and just sit. And I did the same thing. I listened to how quiet it was. Mm. And yeah, I missed my family very much, but just sort of peaceful just to take in the holiday as a quiet Mm -hmm. moment and just to enjoy that solitude and I look back and I mean yeah it was a little sad especially two years in a row Mm, yeah (laughs) that's not fun but now I can look back and go what a special moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) how special here's a digression here's a digression Mm -hmm. and this is this is sort of like just before we head over and sort of talk about social what is your go-to must-watch-on-Christmas-Eve movie. A Christmas Story. Really? Okay. All yep. Right. Okay. That's, that's your Christmas Eve movie? And then and then followed after that, it is Home Alone. 
Okay. Okay. I, I got to finish it off. <laughs> those are movies that I tend to watch earlier in the season. I tend to watch. Okay. Um, I, I watch Elf pretty close to Christmas and I'll watch A Christmas Story and, uh, and, and Home Alone a little earlier in the season. But absolutely for me, my Christmas Eve must watch movie is The Black and White A Christmas Carol with Alistair Sims. That is 100% my movie. For Melanie, it's, it's A Wonderful Life. And so between the two, it's a black and white Christmas. Okay. Um, I hope Melanie doesn't hate me. I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. <laughs> now, now here's the thing. It, I did not come from a It's a Wonderful Life family. Like growing up, it was not right. a movie that we watched. We were a Christmas Carol. That was the movie that we watched. Okay. And I was not particularly a fan of It's a Wonderful Life until... One year I was in New York in, in like early December and I was walking past this independent movie theater and they were having, they were showing it's a wonderful life on the big screen. And I went. And so I sat in a theater with people who loved that movie and that sort of like turned me around. And I was like, okay, I can see why people like here I am watching this movie that people love with a bunch of people who love this movie. And that's sort of like, turned me around on that movie i would recommend yeah. watching it it's okay again our our the movies that we watch tend to be the movies that we watched growing up right yes so that tends to be the the like that's what drives us to watch the movie is that nostalgia for when we were younger and th that's why we watch those movies so it can sometimes be difficult to introduce a new movie into the mix but occasionally a movie comes along that that, that deserves its place Okay, I thought I was going to get a massive lecture there for a moment. No, but I'm, I'm relieved. I'm relieved. Now, Here's, I mean, the thing is that the different, like everybody has their movie that they watch. Some people watch uh, uh, Die Hard as their Christmas movie. Now, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's Thank a movie, you. It's a movie that takes place at Christmas. I have, I have argued with people about this for years. It is not a Christmas movie. Preach. It's a movie that is set at Christmas. Christmas is not central to the movie. It could actually have happened on Easter. It could have happened at any other time. So, um, and I know I'm probably going to get a bunch of hate messages for that, but no, we're going to stand is, together on that. This we're is the hill together. that we're going to die on yeah. is, that, is that, is that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. The movie was released in the summertime, people. Let it go. Let it go. Right. Yes. We're going to get in so much shit for that. <laughs> I know. I know. People feel very strongly about it, but so do we. I, do you know how close I was to writing a BuzzFeed article about this? <laughs> so close. <laughs> I think I might have to now. <laughs> you might have to eventually. It's just like, why... I don't, I don't understand people like, oh, it's not Christmas and Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomic Plaza. No, it's not a Christmas movie. <sighs> There's palm trees in the back. Stop it, people. Right? And don't even get me started on how much I hate love, actually. But anyway, although <laughs> I did hear somebody, somebody, was like, somebody said, you know what? If you watch Love Actually and then you watch Die Hard, then you get to see Alan Rickman punish for what he did to his wife in Love Actually. So... <laughs> You, since what? you've not seen Love Actually, that I I I I can't spoil that for you. I'm not going to tell you that. But oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to have to now. I'm going to have to. I say I'm sorry in advance. 
Oh gosh, great. You're getting a text from me. <laughs> a very angry text. You're going to get I one. I <laughs> look forward to it. On social media, we asked last year, due to lockdowns, many of us didn't do our usual holiday gatherings with family or friends. This year, with lockdowns largely lifted, a lot of us will be returning to the usual holiday shindig. How do you feel about returning to this part of normalcy? Are you looking forward or dreading it? Louise said, always have, always will dread gatherings. It feels way too soon for gatherings, especially indoors. Let's give it a year or 10. <laughs> Easy there, Louise. It might I, I come know, true. I, I definitely. No, 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 no. You take those words out of your mouth. Let's not going to let's not let it last 10 I years. I take it back. I take it back. But <laughs> I understand that that impulse, that 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 sentiment of of, you know, dreading the gatherings and sort of enjoying the not having to deal with the large gatherings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I could get used to this, but a little <laughs> too used to it. Too used to it. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, Leanne said, torn. I want to see family and we're a small group, so it's always low key. But other than close friends in small groups, I can happily pass on big shindigs for a while. Leanne and I are the same person. Absolutely. Yeah, I got my small family. Yep. I got my close friends. I'm good. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll absolutely. see how I feel about those big those big gatherings. I don't have to be there. This is from Emma. Conflicted. I don't drink. I don't like gatherings which last for several hours, especially with people who have been drinking a bit too much. I'm Swedish, and we have very strong traditions involving alcohol. Traditionally, several shots of schnapps or vodka are served during lunch, as well as beer or wine and eggnog and warm mulled wines. So you can imagine how wasted many Swedes are by nightfall. There are no children in our family. When me and my siblings were, were little, the adults didn't usually drink. So Christmas is more like a party in our family. And since I'm the organized responsible one, they always rely on me to plan, cook, and so on. I love my family. They're wonderful. And I so desperately want to love Christmas. But every year, it's filled with anxiety. Oh, my gosh. Emma. Emma. My dude. Oh, I think it's time to place some healthy boundaries down. Yeah, I, I got to say that that as the person who doesn't drink, and I'm a person who doesn't drink, I can see, like, this is something where, where your family is certainly taking advantage of that fact. Mm -hmm. They're certainly taking advantage of that. And that is, that is, that's not okay. They're relying on you to do all the work because you're the one that's not going to be blasted by the end of the night. but. All of those people are not blasted before that day. They could do some things to contribute and um, maybe they could slow it down a little bit. You know, I decided this year that my mom's sister and I, the three of us, were going to go out for dinner and mm -hmm. we did this in mid-November and we were going to plan everybody's responsibilities for the day mm -hmm. ahead of time. And Emma as the person who seems to have all of this fall on your shoulders, I think you are more than entitled to ask for that help. And if 
people are not willing to give it, then I think it's time you took some of those responsibilities off your shoulders yourself. Cooking for a big group of people? No, 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 no. And I know that, that 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 sometimes these things, you end up in this situation, you didn't plan it, this is just how it is. There's a lot of pressure from the family, That's the, and, and that can be difficult to avoid. But let's face it, this you are being taken advantage of. And so the least that, that they could do is support you in the days and hours prior to their drinking. Also, I hope you're not also hosting this, because do you have to clean up after? I hope not. I hope that it's not you. This isn't happening at your house where they descend on your house, uh, drink, expect you to cook, and then you have to clean up the next day because that's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Like, Emma, Phil and I want an update on your Christmas. (laughs) Like, like, shoot us a message. I kind of want to hear how this year turned out for them. But I also want to know, like, like. So here you're in this situation, and and it sounds like this is what you're anticipating happening again this year. Um, hopefully, you know I'm sure that maybe they didn't get to do it last year, and so maybe there's a lot more pressure to go to go a little hard. But um, is there? I mean, here's where we start to get into like what tricks can we play to make sure that you get some help? Can you ration? Can you hide some of the booze at least at the beginning mm-hmm. of the night? Can you do something like that just to be like, just to make sure that you, you have time that's yours. And this is like a lot to put on an introvert, a house full of people who are expecting you to take care of them essentially, because that's what you're doing. You're taking care of them. Um, Mm -hmm. Are there, are there ways that you can escape? Are there other things that you have to do? What would they do? Especially if it's not at your house, if you arrived and were like, so I have, I can't stay as long as normal. I can stay for dinner, but I got to go. So um, good luck. Like what happens then? What kind of boundaries are you able to erect around this thing to keep your sanity? Because it kind of sounds like you're not enjoying this. And that's kind of difficult. Yeah. Honestly, who would enjoy that? No, nobody. I know, I know it may be Swedish tradition, but maybe it's time you try something a little bit more Irish. I'm not (laughs) talking about the coffee. I'm talking about the goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing is, is if it's, if it's not at your place, find a way to to exercise your, Mm -hmm. your escape plan. Um, If it is at your house, in some ways, maybe that means that um, you ration the booze or something like this is this this cannot go on and i would wish for you to be able to enjoy the holidays but as long as this situation continues i don't know that you're going to be able to i don't know that you're going to be able to enjoy the holidays in the way that you might want to because your family is putting too much on you it would be great if you could say we can do this and i'm happy to cook but these are the three things that you guys got to do for me mhm you can even do it potluck style or if you're okay with cooking, someone's got to do all the cleanup because that was a rule in our house. Yeah. Whoever did the cooking did not do the cleanup. Or maybe if they do some, if they do the prep, like if they bring, like mm-hmm. if they bring, I don't know if you have turkey, if they like prep the turkey and then they bring it over or they, they make a dish that comes over, like all of these things, like, like things that it, so that it's not entirely on you. Cause just because you are the one that doesn't drink 
doesn't mean that you are responsible for the entire thing. That's correct. Yep. That should be a whole other episode. <laughs> that is a that is a whole other episode, and that's I guess the boundaries episode. <gasps> oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Did we learn anything? No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We always learn something on this show. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I want, um, I think for me, I walked into this episode unsure of how I was going to pick and choose all of these different obligations. But when we were moving through the conversation, I think I reminded myself of the point of this Christmas of 2021, mm -hmm. which is, you know, last year I didn't have my family and I didn't have a sense of home. I didn't have a, you know, I, I loved my position at my place of work then, but I love it more now. Mm -hmm. And I have so much to be grateful for this year that I think to panic about how I'm going to split my time up is not conducive to my time and energy at the moment. I yeah. think I need to remember how wonderful life really is right now. I think one of the important things to keep in mind is, you know, just because like, again, we don't have to say yes to every obligation to every, every party, every gathering, um, we, especially as we move back into these things, uh, when we've been, been essentially like in our element of not going out for so long that we need to pick and choose the things that we, that we do. We need to pick and choose the events that we go to and maybe listen to your gut a little. Like if you're, when somebody is telling you about the party that they're, that, that they're going to don't. Like, listen to your gut. And if something is like, I don't really feel like going to that, just say that you're not available. This isn't, then this next comment isn't, isn't directed at anybody in particular, but don't make up excuses. Don't, don't try to come up with a reason or anything like that. Just say that you're, you're, you're just not available that day. Yeah, you cut your mic off real quick there, Rick. It'd be easy. <laughs> I was giving you space to talk. I was, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. muted to give you ch a chance to to say something terrible to me. I could see, like, listeners, I could see Phil, like, saying the comment and slowly shrinking down. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, Jess is, is, uh, is notorious for saying that she can't attend a gathering, but coming up with like some ridiculous reason um, why that's the case. Yeah, we're, we may have to do another uh, another revisited. Oh my! Okay, okay. Well, baby edition. <laughs> anyway, I think that's about a space we should stop. Wait, do you want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas? It's December 23rd when this It comes is out. December 23rd. Or Merry Holidays. I just want to wish everybody yes. a very happy holiday. Um, I hope that that you have, especially if you're gathering with family or friends, that you find your moments of peace and that you take advantage of, of going to the store, walking the dog as much as you can and have a wonderful 
holiday. Happy holidays, introverts.